0: All right, just a quick reminder, we got Brad Turner coming up here at uh, 8.30. All
1: right,
0: so Curtis um, had the NBA All-Star Sunday. We don't call it All-Star weekend. It's just uh, one day of NBA All-Star. So this is what I took from it, Curtis. I I took this away from it. One of the stories that came out was no positive tests at the All-Star game in regards to COVID-19. No players, coaches, or refs tested positive, but – let's not forget here Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were not able to play because of contract tracing which oh by the way they could potentially miss the next two games it has not been been determined yet I will say that if they do miss two games especially how close to the NBA standings are for best record in the NBA best record in the Eastern Conference that's not small news that's significant
1: yeah and the way they did it too kind of I think we were talking about this. They kind of did it kind of last second there, almost like a little bait-and-switch there. We almost, you know, we heard about other stuff, but we didn't hear about that till the day of, I feel like.
0: Well, think about how concerned they probably were that the barber for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid tested positive for COVID-19. So then, obviously, right out the gate, they got worried that if these players, you know, obviously interact with all the other All-Stars, you could potentially, and and, and let me say this, the, the NBA... This was successful. This weekend was successful. I mean, I, I know for guys like LeBron James, only played 13 minutes. So, um, you know, we as Laker fans, we didn't want to see him there because we wanted him to just start getting ready for the second half of the season. No one got injured. We all enjoyed the entertainment on Sunday. Um, but for the Philadelphia 76ers, if you miss Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid for any time, if they miss these two two games, there's still no word on it. Yeah, that's... That's a pretty unsuccessful trip for the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: Yeah, and I I think uh, you and I weren't – when they kind of forced the last-second announcement of the All-Star break like a week or so ago too, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of it just because stuff like this, man. It's like – You just never know. I get it. I get the money part, but it's like, I don't know. I I question, was this really the time to do that?
0: Money will always win. Uh, Money won whether the NBA should have started December 22nd or should have started on MLK Day on January 18th. I know you're going to be incredibly shocked here, but money won and they started on December 22nd. So they obviously have not paid. um, I don't want to say they have not paid attention to what the players want, but I think Ultimately, what they're saying is if you want those paychecks and every player wants the paychecks, there's some sacrifices that you're going to have to make. This is the position that the league is in. And, you know, ultimately, I I did think the fact that nobody did test positive, I guess you can walk away and say, all right, I guess uh, things went as planned. So there you go. Uh, Did you watch the... Did you watch the actual game? Did you see any part of the game?
1: No, I. You know, I. I've never was a huge fan of watching the actual game. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you know, in years past, it was I'd watch the three point and dunk contest. But even after last year's, um, you know, the whole Dwayne Wade shorting Gordon and that Bro, last I, that score thing, I was like, man, I
0: don't. Can I? Can I tell you something? I don't know why, and it shouldn't have the Dwayne Wade thing. Really got to me.
1: It puts a sour taste in people's. I house.
0: was watching this year's slam dunk contest, and I'm not kidding. I was saying I was watching the watching the game with my girl, and I'm I'm telling her I'm like, I do not want to hear Dwayne Wade even talk. I don't trust him. I thought that was so dirty what he did last year. Um And the fact that, you know, there he is. By the way, he wasn't a judge, so that's a good thing. He was, on, he was just a broadcaster. He was one of the announcers. I like that they took him out from a judge perspective. But I was telling Michael Thompson this. What's the criteria for these dunk contests? I don't know what the criteria is. And a lot of the times I think people walk away upset or disappointed in the dunk contest. And I'm not even talking about the players that should be in it and aren't in it. Um, there are names in there. I mean, last night, if you were looking forward to uh, Anthony Simmons or, um, you know, Cassius Stanley, I don't know. Anthony Simmons, the only reason why I know him is because obviously Lakers play against the Blazers, but Obi uh, OB Toppin from the Knicks. And how are these the dudes representing the slam dunk contest? I, I think it's every year it's becoming more and more disappointing.
1: It should be Zach Levine every year against all the other best dogs. All right, well,
0: Zach Levine and Zion were both at the All-Star game. If there's ever a game – I know they were in the game, so maybe they didn't want to be in the All-Star at halftime, but it's not like anybody's playing defense or trying yeah, during they, the game.
1: And they missed the shot because – what got Zion his hype before he came to the league was his dunks. That's what we all saw on those hoop highlights and stuff. It's like, come on. You guys had a big chance here. Okay, but, but they winner. they know this. You know, and, and that's I guess that's
0: why I have difficulty understanding why the cream of the crop don't end up dunking. Because, you know, I look back. We, talked to, we spent some time talking about Blake Griffin. Remember Blake Griffin in that slam dunk contest? That the was one of the best buzz, ones I remember watching. The buzz around Blake. And I know at the time, I want to say he was a... He was a Kia guy, and that's when they brought the Kia. He jumped over the Kia, or really just jumped over the side of the hood. The hood of it. Um, But there was... Blake Griffin was on the map before. I thought Blake Griffin was next level after that slam dunk contest. I thought endorsements came from it. He became... I mean, you couldn't watch an NBA game without seeing Blake Griffin represent some type of company. I'm I'm just surprised that agents out there and players out there don't see what the upside can be from doing a slam dunk contest. Or even
1: some bench guys. I mean, last year we had Dwight Howard. That was kind of fun for a little bit. I mean, he he got outclassed because he was kind of old now, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, that's who you want. And it's like it's, it's hard to even get excited for it. That's why this year... My my watching it was the three seconds of some highlights on Twitter. All right, so for the
0: actual All Star game, um, game was an incredible mismatch. KD's team, KD didn't play. Joel Embiid didn't play. So um, you know, obviously, he was a no go. Like I mentioned, the contract tracing. Uh, Durant, Durant also got GM. Can you explain this to me? How was Kevin Durant with his first pick taking Kyrie Irving? I know their teammates. I know their teammates. I get it. I understand it. I know politics are part of life. How you taking Kyrie with your first pick? See what Dame and Steph were doing yesterday?
1: Cooking people.
0: Dame was pulling up from 40. Dame's final shot to win the game, wasn't it? It was literally a, maybe a step or two inside a half court, and it was normal for him. Uh, Steph, was <laughs> Steph was Steph Curry. Uh, God bless KD, and I know it's an all-star game, but if it's ever KD representing a team versus LeBron James representing a team, uh, watch out from a GM perspective. Um, but the game was eh, you know, that was it wasn't too exciting. I mean, there was nothing really I think Michael Thompson says it best. You know, we we wanna see we're accustomed to in sports, everything's about competition. We're trained to want our team to win, or we're trained to just wanna see top notch competition. I don't know what the balance is. I really don't. Um at least in the fourth quarter it would be nice that these two teams are trying. In the first three quarters, if you're screwing around and it's not that big of a deal, okay, that's one thing. But the fourth quarter, I thought last season in the All-Star game, was the most exciting one that I've seen in a while because they were actually trying and it was a close game. Yesterday was just a complete blowout and Durant's team had no shot. So not that exciting, to be honest with you. Um, Okay, the the only other thing from a uh, top NBA story that I want to get into. Kawhi Leonard is planning to play in the Tokyo Olympics. He says, if I feel up to it and feel ready to go uh, around that time, then I'm going to play. So, uh, obviously, a lot of American stars, uh, USA athletes for um, for the uh, for the USA basketball team have some decisions to make. You know what's going to come down to Curtis? I think for a lot of these players, if you make the NBA finals or if you don't, because maybe I'm wrong here. Curtis, let me give you some dates here that can you know obviously affect what's going on. If the NBA Finals, the latest the NBA Finals can go is July 22nd, all right? That'd be game seven of the NBA Finals. Tokyo Olympics begin on July 23rd. USA and France start on July 25th. So imagine if you're LeBron and Anthony Davis and KD and Kyrie and James Harden, okay? And you go seven games in the NBA Finals and Lakers win in game seven because I will never admit if the Lakers were to lose that game. But let let's say they go 7 games and y- the season ends July 22nd. They don't even I, I don't <laughs> they have time to go home. They got to go to Tokyo. They go home for a day, shower, shave, grab some uh grab some clothes and they're heading out and, and that's that's how close the timetable is for uh for this year and the uh, Tokyo Olympics.
1: You know, me personally if I were in that position would probably take it off, but I've also you know, throughout the season, some, uh, you know, you know how when uh, after Lakers games and they have their interviews, sometimes there's a there's a smatter of some uh, international interviewers. A yeah. lot of people have asked LeBron over the season, at least uh, that I've noticed. You know, what, are you probably not going to do Tokyo? You're going to be too tired. He's really excited about doing it. So I don't know. I think LeBron might be the exception. Just like you know, Kobe always made it a point to make it out there. But you know, if he's if they were smart, probably take the time off. But LeBron, I'm not sure. That's the that's the wild card for me.
0: I think, you know, I, I think um, Michael has always said this, and he's talked about it with Clay, so this is my perspective is Michael's perspective when he says that it's such an honor to represent your country in the Olympics. And maybe it's not the same way for every player, but I will tell you that all these other countries, you know, a guy like I, I look back in the past, Marcus Gasol and Pau Gasol, Ricky Rubio, they're all playing for Spain, and there was no question about it. That was going to happen. Uh, Argentina back in the days with Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker with France. um, And you go down the list of players that, you know, obviously could represent their country this upcoming year. I just look at that, and, you know, I have so much respect. If if these players go seven games, let's use LeBron and Anthony. Let's use LBJ as an example. All we've talked about all season with him is his minutes, and he's 18 years in the league. And if you add all the playoff minutes on top of that – That's three additional seasons. Can you imagine if this dude, he missed one game so far this year, and that was the game against the Sacramento Kings. Imagine he plays all the way through the season, plays into the playoffs, Lakers get to the finals, finishes the finals, and says, okay, I'm off to Tokyo. I'm going to go play in the USA Olympics. I mean – yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you want to describe that. Usually there's a break. There wasn't a break between last season and this year, and there won't be a break between now and the Olympics. He's
1: going to have a busy summer because I think Space Jam comes out around that time too.
0: Well, there you go. Now we got Space Jam in the guy. mix. Um, all right, that is our uh, top NBA stories. Um, this is what I, wa- I want to do when we come back. Expectations on the second half of the season – and did LeBron James add some extra fuel between the Lakers and the Utah Jazz? I'll tell you what I'm referring to when we come back. Stay right here. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to be a part of the show, uh, jump in right now, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, by the way, just a quick reminder, as you know, I always do and I always really try to go out of my way because we appreciate the partners that go out of their way to... Um, be a part of the vision that we have for this show. Certainly be a part of the, the vision that we have for Lakers Talk. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Thank you. They're one of our newest sponsors. You can get an oil change in around 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com
1: today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Curtis uh
0: you know got 3 straight days off was out in Big Bear for a couple days When's the last time you've been to Big Bear
1: I used to when I was in high school mm-hmm. snowboard um my cousin was an instructor up there for a while so I think it's it's been It's been a while 15 years but you know I went there once and that place left a print on me I I you know that's always an ideal spot and would love to go back when the time is perfect ready, so. for a
0: couple of days perfect for a couple days i there. mean weather up there was uh fantastic took two hours to come to drive back down i mean such a such an easy drive to be up in the mountains and in the snow and then you're here in downtown la i mean that's kind of crazy but uh you know we got work to do lakers starting back up here on friday by the way couple of reminders um travis and sliwa show um Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we got shows all this week, and then Lakers start again on Friday. Um, And then uh, I'm going to do a social show, Lakers Talk social show after this. We'll do it from about 9 to about 9.30 or so, something along those lines. Um, Okay, so something I want to get into here. Did LeBron add some fuel, extra fuel between the Lakers and the Jazz? Was it just me, or were the Utah Jazz incredibly disrespected for a couple straight days around the All-Star weekend? So here's Utah kind of minding their own business at 27-9. and nine. They have about a three-game lead, uh, two-and-a-half game over the Phoenix Suns, three-game lead over any team in the Eastern Conference, and over the Lakers, three-and-a-half game lead. I feel like everyone's kind of taking shots at the Utah Jazz. So I'll tell you what I'm referring uh, referring to here. So LeBron did his, on TNT, him and Kevin Durant were making their picks. And LeBron um, and and Kevin Durant, by the the last two picks were Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. First of all, how is Donovan Mitchell not picked before DeMontis Sabonis in an All-Star game? How is he not picked before Julius Randle in an All-Star game? Zach Levine in an All-Star game. Trust me, Zach Levine is fun. Donovan Mitchell is a fantastic player in the league. LeBron on TNT said... There's no slander to the Utah Jazz. You guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as even as great as Karl Malone and John Stockton was, uh, we would never pick those guys in video games, never. Um, I disagree with that. Donovan Mitchell is a freaking video game. I mean, am I uh, am, am in am my own world on this, thinking that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert – <laughs> were incredibly disrespected. I didn't understand how those were the last two guys. And here's a jazz team that all they've done is play really good team basketball. And um, Donovan Mitchell responded, L- listen, not listen, I'm going to read you off a quote from Donovan Mitchell. He says, I don't want to be rude, but I really don't care. People have been talking ish about me for a while while not doing this. T- I'm why We are not doing this to seek approval from LeBron. Um yeah, kind of, a, kind of an interesting back and forth. He also said, whether I'm picked last or first, I'm here. Listen, I- I've said this about the Utah Jazz. I've said that in a seven-game set. Just think about the Lakers, the last couple of games they played before we went to the All-Star break. One of those games was against uh, Utah. Granted, nobody was playing, but it was in Utah. And another game was against the Phoenix Suns. And it was our first chance to see both of those teams this year. Finally got an opportunity to see the Jazz. Okay, what's that team look like? Finally got an opportunity to see the Phoenix Suns. What's that team look like? And the Jazz, I remember, you know, I've kind of had this conversation that I still think Utah, I still think the Clippers would present a bigger problem to the Lakers in a seven-game set. Um, And it's no disrespect to Utah, it's just the mere fact that Kawhi Leonard is on, you know, a true superstar is on the Clippers, somebody who's won an NBA championship in Kawhi Leonard. Ty Lu is a coach that obviously has won uh, a championship as well. There's more experience there. And I just think, you know, talent for talent in a seven-game set, I, I do think a superstar uh, in Kawhi Leonard would outdo somebody like Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell is a fantastic player. And I felt like every corner that I turned this weekend – that somebody was taking a shot at the Utah Jazz, which was uh, a little bit surprising. Um, okay, so expectations in the second half of the season. So now is the time where you start expecting the Lakers to play championship type of basketball. All right, first half of the season, I can make the excuses. I can sit back and you know continue to say that, uh, well, it's not that big of a deal. All right, Anthony Davis has been injured. Um, guys were so far away from you know when the playoffs start, don't be consider don't be worried about it. But I think you also kind of get to a point where, all right, second half of the season, some things have to change. I'll tell you what my expectations are in this second half. I expect guys like KCP, like Wes Matthews, um, to start hitting some shots consistently. I don't think that's too much of an expectation. KCP Lakers, second half of the season, second half of the season Lakers need KCP to start being the KCP that we are accustomed to or we started getting accustomed to in the bubble, the start of the season, um he's going to be a key player. So that's not something that you could just kind of um turn the page on and be like, "Oh, well KCP comes through or he doesn't." No, he can't have, you know, can't continue to have nights where he's 1 for 7 or something along those lines. West Matthews, if you're going to get a ton of playing time, or and when I mean a ton of playing time, 15 to 20 minutes is a ton of playing time. And if he's going to get those type of minutes, got to produce. You got to show something when you're out there. Um, Appreciate his effort, but I don't think Wes Matthews has been the player that we were hoping for when he originally signed with the Lakers. Okay, more expectations for the second half of the season. I expect Anthony Davis, when he's back, um, to start carrying the Lakers a little bit. Now that's, of course, got to be healthy, and I'm just gonna make the assumption that he's not going to come back until he's healthy. So whenever that is, if that's in two weeks, if that's in a month, whatever that time frame is, I expect Anthony Davis to kind of take some of the workload off of LeBron James because in the first thirty seven games of the year, LeBron played LeBron played thirty-six of them. And, you know, Lakers have the second best record in the Western Conference or the third best record in the Western Conference, Phoenix actually sitting at number two. Um, and Anthony Davis has missed 38% of the season so far. So when AD comes back, and assuming that he's good to go and he's healthy, my expectations for AD is to start taking some of the workload off of LeBron James when that, uh, you know, obviously when that that opportunity presents itself. More expectations for the Lakers. Be a little bit more strategic with LBJ, with LeBron. Kind of ramp him up with big picture in mind. Uh, Byron Scott came on with Travis and I, i say maybe a week and a half ago, something along those lines, and I thought it was interesting because he said that he would, have, um, he would have some type of a conversation, a side conversation with LeBron, just making sure that they're pacing themselves the right way towards the postseason because as much as LeBron has been fantastic during the regular season, second half of the season, you obviously start keeping in mind, okay, we're only – 60 days away from the playoffs, 30 days away from the playoffs. We're two weeks away from the postseason that obviously that's in mind. I, I think another expectation that I probably haven't spent enough time on is Coach Vogel, um, better job with his rotations. I, I've kind of you know said it a couple different times after games. Why is Montrez Harrell playing less minutes since Anthony Davis has been out um, than when Anthony Davis was on the floor? I think Montrez's minutes got to certainly increase. I think the... Um, bench guys who are not producing uh, play less. And, you know, I I think kind of look at we're not far from crunch time. So you want this team as prepared as possible as we get closer to the uh, postseason. So those are some of my expectations coming into the second half. And the only other one that I would say is I think, you know, we should expect Lakers to send some statements when they need to and what i'm referring to there is listen to some of these matchups in the second half of the schedule i'm not saying lakers got to you know play perfect basketball every night i know that's unrealistic but march 21st you got the phoenix suns march 25th you got philly march 31st you got the bucks april 4th you got the clippers within the first 2 weeks uh, or 3 weeks or so of the um, of the second half of the schedule starting you got some great opportunities to send some statements around the NBA that it doesn't matter what our record is. When we play um, the other elite teams in the East or the Western Conference, this is who we are and this is what we are. Uh, You got in April, April 17th, April 19th, you got Utah Jazz. April 10th, you got the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, Lakers got some big games coming up in the second half of the season, and my hope is, my expectation is – that they, uh, they send some statements as they uh, as they go. Um, okay, quick reminder here. Pack your victory dance and go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. You want to get away for a couple days. You want true resort type of lifestyle, harrissocal.com. Appreciate their partnership. Uh, I got... Brad Turner coming up next, and I know I got a lot of phone lines lit up here. Um, 845, I'll take more phone calls. All right? Right before the show ends, I'll take more phone calls. So stay patient with me. Stay on here. Thank you for uh, being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
2: Are you tired of uncomfortable stuffy clothing when you're on the move? TASK Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, TASK Performance's Carrollton Collection is TASK's all-time most popular active wear. TASK Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. TASC has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at TASCperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. All
0: right, I want to welcome in Brad Turner, taking some time to uh, join Lakers Talk. BT, first off, how is your break going? Are you enjoying a little breather away from uh, from the NBA?
3: Well, you know, not much of a breather. I had to work over the course of the weekend, mm. but you know it was all good. You know the people want to know what's going on with the sure. Lakers, the Clippers, the NBA. They want to know. So at the LA Times, we try to give them the best information that we can gather.
0: Yes, sir, and you uh, you certainly do. Uh, I'll actually, there was some um, some news that came out earlier today. I'll, I'll stick with this because this is you know certainly a busy time, whether there's games being played or not. A lot of teams are obviously jockeying for position, whether it's through the buyout market, whether it's uh, through trying to get some type of a trade. Um, What did you think of this? Uh, Mark Stein, the New York Times, earlier this morning put out that there's some optimism with the Lakers. They'll get strong consideration from Andre Drummond if Drummond ultimately leaves the Cavaliers via a buyout. How realistic do you think that is, and what, what... I don't, I don't know if long shot is the right word but how realistic would you say it is for the Lakers to try and land a player that you know certainly has got an incredible caliber of being a big man in the NBA
3: well I've known Mark Stein for a very very long time and if Mark Stein puts something out there then there has to be something to that and on top of that I've heard that myself for uh, two or three weeks That if that were to happen, if Andre Drummond got bought out, the Lakers would have a chance. And I think the Lakers' chances may have increased once Blake Griffin decided to sign with Brooklyn. Because the Brooklyn Nets were the other team that Andre would consider if he got the buyout from the Cavaliers. So now with that being a position that's being filled, as a center position, which, which Blake is most likely going to play, I think the Lakers have a chance now. They just have to be patient because the Cavaliers are trying to—they're trying to get a trade for Andre Drummond. I don't think it's going to happen. No one does for the saddle that he makes. But if he gets that buyout, I would not be surprised if he ends up playing for the Lakers.
0: What about um, you, you? Think the I've heard the the Clippers being thrown in Andre Drummond. There's a few places that he obviously makes a ton of sense. Are are Clippers a suitable um, would they be a destination that, if you're a Laker fan, you're worried about? Hopefully Andre Drummond doesn't land on that team.
3: Well, you have to be worried about that. But if you look at the Clippers, they really have two really good centers. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the Lakers don't have two really good centers, but with Suri G. Ibaka over there, who's a starting center, and he's a, basically a straight center but can block some shots with Zubach over there, he's playing well off the bench, and the Clippers have a tendency to play smaller than the Lakers do. Mm -hmm. You know, they go with Marcus Morris at the five sometimes, with Kawhi out there and Paul George. You know, So, I don't know if the Clippers would be the right fit for him, whereas with the Lakers, they can always use another body, and the Lakers do have those well, basically, two spots open. Right. I mean, you got to, I mean they i have to decide. I get the 10-day contract for Damian. You know, Jones is going to expire if it hasn't expired pretty soon. You know, so they have the the Lakers have the ability to get it done because they do have they will have two spots open. I'm not sure what the Clippers have. I think they may have one position available, but you know, you're looking at the defending champions versus a team that's trying to win a title. Hmm. Which team would you rather play
0: for? You have to tell me. Uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times uh, taking some time to join Lakers talk. BT, I put out this tweet, and I'll get your thoughts on this. Um, I said, assuming the Lakers are healthy, do they have enough as is to win a championship? What do you think? I was a little surprised about the amount of, and I'll tell you the results in a second, but do you think if the Lakers didn't make a move as is, just the way the team is constructed, is that enough to win an NBA championship?
3: I think so, because if AD is healthy, 100% healthy, and LeBron James continues to play the way he's playing, then the Lakers have two of the top five best talent in the NBA. Now it just happens to be so that Booker has three of the top ten guys, right? And KD, if he's healthy coming back to play, James Harden, Kyrie, that's an incredible Threesome they have there, but I just like the Lakers more because they won a championship. They have again two guys that play great defense, whereas we're not so sure about the defense they play in Brooklyn. Sure, they play some, some of the time. And another thing we can't forget: this is we have a there's a rookie coach there. Steve Nash has done a good job, but he's also a first-year coach, where Volko has been a coach before he got to the Lakers, in Indiana, Orlando, and he just led the Lakers to a title. That also plays a part in this. And the Lakers are deep. Now, booking, getting Blake Griffin, having DeAndre Jordan, that that extends their bench some. But the Lakers have a deep team when they're all out there and healthy in their playing.
0: Uh, Brad Turner taking some time to join Lakers Talk. So, BT, the tweet that I put out, um, 57% think the Lakers need another piece, that they cannot win a championship as is. I was a little surprised by that. I, I didn't think it would be mm-hmm. that high. Um, but I, I think there's you know, one thing that I'm sure you get a lot to, just your interaction with Laker fans another rim protector and a 3 and D type of player is what i've heard the most from Lake fans and i get it i think that's a you know very mm. fair and I, and i don't think it's a coincidence that the lakers have two roster spots and we'll, we'll see what eventually happens on that front um bt what what can we expect the second half of the season what what are you expecting from the lakers how how much of the second half is it okay now we're getting closer to the playoffs we really got to start playing our best basketball how much is it no we're still very strategic with you know, our, our players and how we're using them. What what would you expect in the second half as far as, um, I guess, prioritizing winning over just being ready come playoff time?
3: Well, the first thing is you have to get AD healthy. You have to get Mark Gasol back out of the health and safety protocol. And then we have to all hope that the Lakers and every other team, when they start playing these games, no one has Is tested positive Mm. because the virus is still out there. Now that's still my biggest concern when the second half starts, how many guys will come back and be able to play? How many teams will have a full roster? And will they have a full roster from now until the playoffs start? And then during the playoffs, will there be a full roster throughout the playoffs? Or will you have guys missing because they're in the protocols? Or will you have guys out? Or will they be forced to postpone games? Those are the main things that cross our mind right now. Now, say all those things work out great, and the Lakers don't have any more issues with guys having to sit out. I think the number one thing is is just getting better as a group hmm. because you've had AD; he would have missed what four weeks at the minimum. Mm-hmm.
1: You had,
3: then the shooter was out for four games for a couple of weeks. Mark has been out for a while. You know, so now you have to build that back again. And it's time to do that. But they have a tough schedule, which is not a big deal to me. But they do have a stretch where they play a lot of games. And do you start wrestling LeBron James a little bit more to make sure he stays healthy? I mean, there's just so many. Ways to answer that question. It's so difficult to answer. I think knowing Vogel the way he's been, he wants to get the team together and start building again because they've been off for what a week. So get that slow build, and you want to start playing your best basketball, in this case, at the end of April, going into the playoffs.
0: Brad Turner from the LA Times uh, taking some time to join uh, Lakers talk here on 710 ESPN. Uh, BT, How much are you looking forward to, just from a personal level, looking at some of the competition that's coming up? um, March 21st, the Lakers got the Suns. March 25th, Philly. March 31st, the Bucs. April 4th, you got another matchup against the Clippers. The 10th, you got Brooklyn. The 17th and 19th, you got the Utah Jazz. There is some great, great competition. There are a lot of games that I skipped in between that are also, you know, can be intriguing matchups, have their own storylines of their own. How much are you looking forward to – what the rest of the NBA has here from now until we get to the postseason.
3: Look, Alan, that makes it fun. And you know, as a reporter, as a writer, as someone that's in broadcast, you look forward to that because you want to write your best stories and you expect to see both teams and particularly the Lakers playing some of their best basketball. Everyone's trying to prove a point that they are the better team, that they should be the team that should be considered for the championship. And, the Lakers are the defending champs, so they know they're going to get their best shot from everyone they play, whether it's the Brooklyn Nets, the Utah Jazz, the Milwaukee Bucks, or it's the Dallas Mavericks or a team that's just not playing very well. Sure. They want to give the Lakers hell Just say that we beat the NBA champions. Now, if you're the Lakers, you want to let them know that, yo, we're still the champs. Take this foot in your, you know what, <laughs> And keep it moving. And if we see you again, you're going to get this other foot and <laughs> your new year what? And we're going to keep it moving again. We want to show you that if we see you in the playoffs, this is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Both of these feet and your new you-know-what.
0: You know, it's funny, BT, I was saying um, before before we we started this conversation, I was talking about some of those games and that, yes, not every game is going to be so meaningful to the Lakers, but I think there's definitely statement games coming up in the second half of the season. And if Anthony Davis is 100% healthy and he's good to go, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers, um, you know, almost reminds me of last season. Remember that last season before uh, the NBA stopped? You had the, that weekend where you had the Bucks on a Friday and you had the Clippers on a Sunday. Yes. Lakers won both of those games. Mm. I know it was a regular season games in March, but didn't you feel like the Lakers. Those games meant something to them. They were trying to send a statement, and I feel like we, we have some games like that coming up in the second half.
3: Oh, without question. They wanted Milwaukee to know that if we meet in EMA finals, this is who we are. They wanted the Clippers to know that if we meet in the Western Conference finals, this is what we have. This is what you're going to get. This is what we're bringing. So you want to let the Utah Jazz know, for example, you guys kicked our butt
4: mm-hmm.
3: in Salt Lake City. We owe you. We'll be ready for you next time we see you on the court. You want the Clippers to know that you guys are most likely the second best team in the West. And we think the Lakers are the best team in the West, even though Phoenix and Utah are one and two. And if you play the Suns, you want the Suns to know good win, yeah, Staples, but we got you. Be hmm. coming against you when we see you as well. You want all those teams to know that we will ring it when you see us on the court, and if we see you in the playoffs, we will keep bringing it because we want to win our title.
0: BT, great stuff as always, my man. We will see you on Friday when the Lakers start their second half schedule against the Indiana Pacers. Always appreciate the time, my man. Likewise, Allen. See you on Friday night, my friend. All right, man. Sounds good. There's uh, Brad Turner right there from the LA Times. Always does fantastic work. Um, obviously, he covers the Lakers and, and just great relationships within the team. So a lot of times he's uh, he's either breaking stories, confirming stories, whatever the case is, but BT is uh, one of the best in the business. Uh, your phone call is coming up next, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, we'll give some final thoughts. Jeannie Buss was on first take uh, this morning. I do want to play something she talked about um, as far as Uh, her responsibility to the city and to Laker fans. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right. Is your vehicle due for service? Head into your neighborhood, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. Don't drag the kids to a, through a dirty waiting room. At Vaveline, you stay in your car. You stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. You literally stay in your car. You just pull up. Pull up. They pull the garage open. Um, they start working on your car. Hang out in your car for about 15 minutes, and then you're gone. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up like I mentioned. <laughs> uh drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes visit socaloilchange.com for location and game winning coupons off your next valvoline instant oil change
2: when you're on a business trip you know what goes completely off the rails your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym so what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room run around the block or just skip it entirely Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at lq.com.
0: Mike and Glendora. Mike, appreciate you waiting as long as you did. What's going on, man? You're on Lakers Talk.
4: I appreciate you, Alan. The best uh, Lakers talk show, honestly, man. You, i, I got to tell you, man. I give you a heads up. You know, I can't wait till, till the second half start of the season. Uh, I just want to tell the Lakers nation not to worry about, uh, you know, don't you ever uh, underestimate the heart of a champion, first of all. Second uh, AD, if you recall last year in the late playoffs, he wasn't 100%. He was banked up. I mean, against, uh, I believe, Nuggets, against the Miami. But then uh, they pulled through, you know.
0: Yeah, and and, and I'll, I'll say this, Mike. And um, as far as Anthony Davis goes, and and I'm I'm sure by the time we see him on the basketball floor, you'll be a hundred percent. Maybe maybe not a hundred percent, but as in they're exactly. going to be very cautious with him. So by the time he comes back, you'll be ready to go. What would you think of? Uh, what do you think earlier? I was talking about Blake Griffin to the Nets. You think that's a big deal, or is that no, not as big no. as some people are making it out to be?
4: No, it's not a big deal, honestly. Because the Nets, they have a lot to worry. I mean, over there, I see Boston. Boston is a great team. as a sleepers right now. But uh, I think also Milwaukee, they got a lot to prove, plus the Philly. Uh, I don't think so. The Nets, uh, like, uh, like your host said earlier, you know, uh, they have uh, like a rookie coach, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, you know, how many games uh, Tyree Irvin and uh, KD played playoff games? Uh, it hasn't been like two years, right? How they many been in the
0: playoffs? How many have they missed? Yeah, they've. Uh, yeah,
1: I know he missed. Yeah.
0: I, he missed. Uh, Mike, appreciate you calling in. All right, I want to get to a couple things about with Genie Bus, but I know he missed. He missed a playoff series at one point with Boston. KD obviously missed last season. The year prior to that, he got injured in the NBA Finals, but he was um, obviously battling with injuries before he came back with Game Five, and uh, and that's when he ruptured his Achilles. Um, okay, well that that became an interesting storyline in the last twenty four hours. Blake Griffin going to the uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I do want to so a couple things here. Thursday I did a show with Travis. We got a show again tomorrow. Travis and Sliwa uh, seven to nine tomorrow. Um, Thursday we did a show, and Jeannie Bus was nice enough to take some time, join our show, and she was fantastic and. You know, I looked today um, and I saw that she was going to come on on first take. And there's a couple things I want to play from uh, from that interview, because it kind of ties into the conversation we had with her on Thursday. Here's Jeannie Buss talking about her responsibility uh, to the Lakers, to the city, to the organization.
5: Um, you know, that that came from my father. It's it's about uh, inclusion, about everybody coming together and, and doing great things. And and, you know, it, it's the Lakers have that ability. It's a platform that's bigger than any one owner, any one player, any one coach. Um, It, it belongs to Laker nation. Uh, Laker nation is, um, you know, the heartbeat of, of, you know, the Lakers and and what it stands for. They'll be a lot around a lot longer than I'll be around, and uh, you know this is my time to to make sure and protect the brand and protect what our fans have come to expect from from the Bus family from this organization.
0: All right, that's uh, Jeannie Bus on First Take. So I want to give a little bit of perspective here because um, part of the conversation we had with Jeannie on Thursday was something similar to. It was basically, you know, you have plenty of chance. You guys have won. so. Lakers have 17 championships. Under under Dr. Jerry Buss, it was 10 of them. And I'm always, I have this curiosity of, geez, I mean, you win, and the expectation is, no, no, well, you got to keep winning. Yeah, there is no, well, we're bad for a few years. Lakers didn't make the playoffs for a few years, and Laker fans thought the world was going to over but was going to end but the reality is this they won a championship in 2010 they won a championship in 2020 which means it was only 10 years before they won another championship two in that little pocket two of three championships and then obviously this year we'll see what happens but you got one already under your belt with LeBron just got to respect um got to respect the organization always trying to deliver a championship. And trust me, you know, this is not normal. This is not common. And I I find it interesting with Jeannie because she's obviously trying to live up to expectations that uh, probably will never be able to be lived up to because her father is arguably the greatest sports owner in the history of sports. Um, Owned the team for, in his 34 years, 33 years, something along those lines, they made it to the NBA Finals 50 percent of the time, more than 50 percent, something along those lines. I mean, just ridiculous stats of that's how often the Lakers were in the NBA Finals or winning championships. But I do think it's uh, it's pretty remarkable that <laughs> you got you got a fan base that if you're not winning a championship, um, the world is about to end and it's uh it's pretty special to kind of be in that position because here the Lakers are again. They they could be just a few months out from doing it again and you got a chance to go back to back. Lakers were about to play they're playing Sacramento right before the All Star break. And I think the last championship, the Sacramento Kings won, was in nineteen fifty one. Fifty one. Here the Lakers go ten years and the world was about to end. Um another thing I thought was interesting from Genie Buss, there was an article that came out, I actually referenced this last week on Lakers Talk. Brian Windhorse and I want to say Tim Bond, or no, Bobby Marks uh, worked on an article talking about the Lakers could face massive luxury tax next season. Listen to what Jeannie, uh, Jeannie Bus is talking about in this window with LeBron James, that it kind of is what it is.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult with the loss of revenue due to no ticket sales um, in the arena. Um, you know, we are in a, uh, a, a league that is dictated by a uh, salary cap, a collective bargaining agreement. So we have to abide by all those rules. Um, but, you know, the luxury tax is for teams that, you know, have championship aspirations. And certainly that is something that we want to keep the Lakers at the top of the conversation. And, um, you know, once LeBron James decided to uh, join the Lakers, you know, the way he's playing, he doesn't seem like he's 36 years old. But when you have a player like LeBron James on your team, you got to go for it. You got to use that opportunity to um, to win. So, you know, we'll, we'll manage the cap just like every other team in the league has to do. We play by the same rules.
0: I think that's important what Jeannie said right there. Jeannie Buss was on first take with uh, Stephen A. Smith, Molly Caram, and uh, Max Kellerman. I think it's important what she said right there. When you have a guy like LeBron James, you're in this window. You know, when when Kobe, um, back in that window where he was in his prime and you didn't make the playoffs and you felt like you were kind of wasting years away before you got Paul Gasol. Now you're in your window. Now it's you go all in because you just don't know how long that window is going to last. And I think with LeBron it's even more um it's even more immediate because he is 36 years old. You got to kind of do whatever you got to do. Because it might be 10 years once LeBron James retires before you're competing for another championship. You just you never know. You absolutely don't know. And that's just the reality of the situation. And you don't know what happens with other players and guys that get drafted and teams that, players that want to play together. And now you have, you know, a stacked team with three stars, whatever the case is. You just don't know. So I I mention that because, you know, whatever happens next season, because Lakers could face, you know, this massive luxury tax bill if they go out and they re sign all their players. Um, But I think also just looking at this season, whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes to get another shot at winning an NBA championship. Because you know what Brooklyn's doing right now? They're doing whatever it takes to try to win in this window that they have with these amazing players. And I think you're going to kind of see that that's why this next couple of weeks, three weeks, can really determine an NBA championship or not for some of these teams predicated on what kind of moves you make or what kind of moves you don't make. Sometimes the moves you don't make are just as critical as the ones that you do make. So um, that's what's going to make, you know, obviously this such an exciting um, month of March. And then after that, whatever you got is probably what you got for the rest of the way. And according to Laker fans here, in this tweet that I put out earlier today, uh, 57% uh, think the Lakers need another piece. 43% think they're good. They can win a championship as is. 57% 57% think that the Lakers need uh, another piece. All right, um, uh, real quick reminder, we're going to do the social show, Lakers Talk social show on ESPN Los Angeles, on, on uh, YouTube, Twitter, all that. So make sure to uh, to go over there if you want some more Lakers talk. Um, if you miss any part of the show, ESPN app or on iTunes, download the full two hours. Thank you to Michael Thompson. Thank you to Brad Turner. Uh, Curtis, great job. LA, as always, greatly appreciate you guys joining uh, joining the show. Have a great night.